the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. But we're going to wrap money in the bank. Rates, rates, rates are good. Pretty exciting. You know why? Right. Free money. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Welcome back to the program. I love that intro. I hate that. that. I know you do, but I just, no, I just I hate it. it. Once a week, I hate something. <laughs> you know, that's so kind good. of that rap uh, uh, deal there. My voice has gotten kind of raspy. If yeah, I, if so I, you could. It's more bluesy. Maybe we should do a bluesy one. Maybe you'd like that a little bit better. Maybe I'd like that better. A little bluesy. Okay. What's your question? You said you had a So uh, at the end of last segment, you were talking about um, kind of appraisals, values, Mm -hmm. all that. So talk about when a value comes in less than, the appraisal comes in less than what you sold. Mm -hmm. Isn't there a strategy there that you could be using with your buyers if you're in multiple offers to win that deal? Oh. By putting some guarantees. Talk about that or, is that, or is that playing a really dangerous game? It's not playing a dangerous game because here, here's my perspective. Okay, so let's just flip. I, I, I was talking, and we'll get to money in a minute. I, I was talking before about the, about the listing side. Yeah. No, let's talk about the buyer side. Okay, so now I'm a buyer. I'm in multiple offers, and I'm that guy that offered 325 because I want that house. Well, some of it depends on my financial ability. Do I have Bingo. the financial ability to perform on that contract at 325 if the appraisal comes in at 310 okay well now i've got to make up $15,000 do i have the cash to make that hmm. to make that up and then if i'm trying to win the the bid the selling agent the listing agent on the other side says gee willikers that's 325 that's 25,000 more than we were asking i know i'm going to have an appraisal problem i want some guarantees for my client for my seller so mr and mrs buyer are you able to come up with that 15,000 oh sure yeah we've got it okay great let's just put that in the contract then so so do you put it so do you leave it kind of naked that it can go down if it's 325 and it comes in at 270 i mean do you leave all that gap or do you put a a bottom line that if the value comes in at x will make up the difference well as a listing side i would want the, the, the whole thing in there i would say that if the property failed to appraise that the buyer would make up any shortfall okay period but <clears throat> but now advise me as your buyer i i that's a huge risk because you don't know what that i mean look at the one well the we max had. would be then you'd say to, to the listing price. So anything between the listing price, the asking price, and what we offered, so now you're capped at $25,000 is okay, what's at that's risk. That's maybe, yep. Right, so if it comes in below that, the other factor in there to consider is some people are still asking for closing costs, not as many as there were, mm-hmm. but sometimes they'll have 3% rolled in in closing costs, and then they'll they'll you know bid higher. And you know, they're asking for closing costs already. So are, do you really believe that they have cash sitting around someplace? Probably not. And maybe the property failed to appraise because they added the closing costs on top. Mm-hmm. So it was 300 My closing costs are going to be $9,000. So I'll bid 310 And then we financed our closing costs. Mm-hmm. And it came in appraised at 300. 300. Yeah. Okay. Well, the only reason that we're short, we're not really short. It appraised at my asking price. Right. You didn't get to finance your closing costs. So, you know, go figure out how to get that money from your grandpa or something because it's not mm-hmm. coming from me. Yeah. 
Okay, so you said the gap between the appraised value and the listing price. Mm-hmm. Do sometimes people not even address the listing price and just say whatever whatever yes. the value is yep. will make up the difference? Yes, they do. That would that would seem to be very uh, dangerous to me. Well, it's right? not dangerous, but it's a sh- it's what's dangerous. Is it dangerous to lose the house that you want? So you've been shopping for houses now for six months. Mm-hmm. There's been many multiple offer situations. The inventory is low. You've, fi- you've said no to 20 houses mm-hmm. that you've looked at. You finally found the one that works for your family. What's more dangerous? Putting at risk another $5,000 that essentially doesn't mean anything to you and t- over a course of you know the time mm-hmm. you're going to own yeah. that home or losing the house that you want in the school district yeah. that you want in the area that you want that's convenient for your work and your and your cousin or your sister lives down right. the street. Yeah. You know, what's yeah. more dangerous? Well, yeah, for me what comes to mind is just the gap between that, right? So the one we had, the, you sold it's it for cer- 260 the appraisal was right. 230 right? More of a financial risk. Yeah, so you just have to know that the client, your your client has the financial wherewithal to do it, to do it mm-hmm. right? And, that's, and the higher the price range, mm-hmm. the less of a concern that is to people. Makes sense. Right, because yep. they want what they want, yep. and they have the financial wherewithal to do it. And yep. do they want to? No, they don't want mm-hmm. to, but, you know, I want the house. Talk to me about um, little higher value homes. We have some nice homes that mm-hmm. we're doing right now that are in that six, seven, eight hundred thousand. What's mm-hmm. that market like right now? That market seems to be doing pretty well, actually. It was the slowest to recover. So even at 15 and 16 and 17, when we were considering ourselves fully recovered, that upper bracket home market uh seem to lag behind in terms of recovery. Now it seems like that homes in the 500 to $800,000 tier mm-hmm. under a million up to up to a million seems to be pretty brisk relatively speaking mm-hmm. to the to the rest of the market. And again location has a huge play mm-hmm. in into that, but it's it seems that once you're above a million that's still a little pokey. Yeah. You know, because that buyer is more discerning and and has more options available okay. to them. So give me give me what you would consider average time on market. I'm gonna I'm the seller. All right. Okay. I'm the seller, and I've got a property at 200. What's mm-hmm. my time on market? Ballpark, just ballpark. A property at 200. Yeah. Good location, good condition, all that. Yeah, it should be on and off the market in, in uh, three weeks. Okay. Four hundred. Four hundred thousand. You know, thirty days. Okay. Six hundred. Um. Depending on the property, that could be 30 days, too. Could really? Be, yeah, it could be 60 days. Okay, and then 800? Yeah, that's going to probably be 60 to 90 days. Okay, so you're so two to three months on the top end yeah. within 30 days. But it could go up. Yeah. That's average. Right. Okay, you I'm just kind of, I just want to get in my head. Yeah, because, kind of in... because the higher the price point, mm-hmm. the smaller your pool of buyers are. Yep. For a couple of reasons, for you know that first of all, it's just the money. Yeah, they you know there aren't that many people with that kind of money, and number two, they don't move that often. Mm-hmm. So once they're locked into a house like that, that tends to be the family house. That's yep. where they're going to stay. Kids are going to you know all the way through through high school, maybe through college. I mean, they're in that house for ten to fifteen years. It's not. We're in the lower. You know that that uh, three hundred thousand to four hundred thousand mm-hmm. that churns. You know, yep. that churns because they'll buy the the split entry house that has three bedrooms and uh, and a 
in a finished lower level family room downstairs and they pop out a couple of kids and all of a sudden it's just too tight. Yeah. You know, or somebody gets a raise or somebody gets a job mm-hmm. transfer and so that there's mobility that comes into play. Um, it's also it tends to be the big, uh, uh, when they're in the that's middle bracket two-story, those are the big divorce years too. So they have a lot of families splitting up that force a sale mm-hmm. uh, seems to be in that uh, price point. Tell me about your uh, favorite listing right now, and then I'll get into the money side. Uh, favorite listing right now. The vol- give me one that you have on the market, okay. and then give me a coming soon. I got one give that's me- coming soon. Uh, that is a uh, townhouse in Lakeville. That is a gorgeous property. Enamel cabinets, the hardwood floors. It's pretty good size. It has three bedrooms, three bathrooms, a lower level finish. Um, just a really nice, clean property. Three hundred and be about three hundred and twenty thousand dollars in a in a great location, easy access, mm-hmm. nice, nice area. And then we have a a, a really nice single family home in Burnsville, uh, which at Burnsville is one of those slower markets. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when you compare it to its surrounding surrounding uh, neighbors. Apple Valley, yeah, Lakeville. Apple Valley and Egan and and that if that same house would have been in Egan it'd be gone in a New York okay. minute and in Burnsville I look on the on the charts in Burnsville and uh, see what's available and there's actually quite a few homes uh in that market in Burnsville this one is 300 and and uh, $30,000 uh in Burnsville great great main floor family room i mean it's just phenomenal mm. uh beautiful big flat backyard houses uh is well maintained nice paint it's just a really really okay. really nice property for somebody for three hundred and thirty thousand dollars good let me get into rates real quick and the reason i'm asking you a bunch of questions is because of one of the headlines um that i'll share with you just says uh mortgage-backed securities day ahead running out of ways to say sideways Right, that's running out of ways to say sideways. Nothing okay, changes. rates are going sideways. Sideways, uh, yeah. The same thing I say every stable. week. Stable. Yeah, so it's very stable. Mm-hmm. It's it's trading within a really small bracket. We saw a little bit of movement up just because of some of the stuff Freddie and Fannie did on, mm-hmm. but that was really on more refinance rates than on purchases. So purchase rates continue to be really good. The average 30-year fixed last year across the country was right at 3%, 3.02. So we're still locking people at 2875, 275 for the perfect scenario, sometimes three and an eighth, three and a quarter, right? But that's that's your range, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going 275, three and a quarter. We're running in that range. 15-year, you're right around the two and a half mark. FHA, low to mid twos as well. So Rates continue to be really good. We're continuing to refinance. I think everybody in the world is trying to refinance. It's putting a lot of pressure on the industry. Yeah, right. Um, but we appreciate it, and we want to continue to do it. So if you haven't refinanced and your interest rate starts with a, quite honestly, high threes to four or anything over a 4% rate, mm-hmm. we should really have a conversation. We're shortening terms. We're not adding on amortization. Um, so we're shortening terms of the loan. We're making... Uh, making sure that we're not going backwards in that regard just to get a lower rate. Right. right. Um, so you keep your payment the same but have fewer years to pay. Correct. Yep. So so it's a lot of good things. So call me at 651-231-2500. Probably the best way, call or text 651-231-2500. Always love to have the conversation and willing to go get a cup of coffee, not scared. That's it for this week on Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Your Real Estate Chalk Talk with the Hitner Group. The leaders of the number one Coldwell Banker Burnett real estate team in Minnesota. 
If you want to get more when you sell and pay less when you buy, call 612-627-8000 or go online to hitnergroup.com. 